Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast, Episode 12. You're about to meet a man that can show you how he took control of his life and financial future and how you can do the same. He's never been on TV. He's not a millionaire. And he does not know Donald Trump. He is a full-time real estate investor, newly discovered author, and family man. He does not report to a boss. He creates his own schedule and takes his family on a few vacations every year. He got started investing in real estate with almost no money and a really crummy credit score. And he's going to show you exactly how he did it and how he continues to do it. You will have to work. You will have to be responsible. However, laying by the beach sipping fruity drinks is a reasonable goal. Without further delay, your guru. Your guru. Um, uh, sorry, your guide to a better life through real estate investing. Matt Terrio. Matt Terrio. Hello and greetings from the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast, the podcast that will show you how to create wealth through conventional and creative real estate investing so you'll have the option to realistically retire in the next 10 years or less and enjoy the good life while you're still young enough to do so. My name is Matt Terrio author, full-time real estate investor, and family man. Now, if this is your first time listening to this show, you're going to want to do two things. First, go back and listen to episode one to get the gist of what this show is about and why it's here. And I mean, just everything that we discuss from this point forward is just going to make so much more sense if you do that. And two, download the free real estate investing course, How to Do Deals, No Money Required, at freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. It's a step-by-step course of which I reveal everything that I do, everything that I say, everything that I use, including the documents and contracts to invest in real estate using no money or credit. And that's yours for free at freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. Okay, great to be back. I just got back from a long Las Vegas stay, a little business, a little fun, actually a whole lot of fun. And I'll share with you soon what the business was about. But at this point, I don't want to lose focus. Up to this point, we've learned how to find deals and refer them to other investors and earn a bird dog fee. And we've learned how to put a property under contract and assign it to another investor and earn a wholesale fee. And the next level now of generating cash would be actually purchasing the property and reselling it or purchase the property, fix it and resell it. I mean, those are the four fastest paths to cash. Find and refer, secure and assign, buy and sell, and buy, fix and sell. Very simple. Now, some of you may be thinking, easier said than done, right? <laughs> well, when I first got started, that's what I was thinking at least. But just like anything, whether it's tying your shoe, learning to drive a stick shift, or hitting a golf ball, I mean, once you commit some time to learn, it becomes easy. And if you do it long enough, it becomes second nature almost. Well, maybe hitting the golf ball isn't such a good example. Making cash in real estate investing isn't as difficult as that, but you get the picture. So this brings us to the final stage of the EPIC approach. We started with the E. E stands for evaluate and decide. P stands for present and get consent. I stands for investigate and negotiate. And the final stage, the C, come in with the cash and close. Now, this is typically everybody's favorite step, meaning most people's question is, where do I find the money to do my deals? I mean, this is the burning question most people have, and they want me to answer that right at the beginning. Now, although I rarely need my money to do my deals, I typically do need money. It's just not my money. And with that in mind, money can come in many variations. For example, you've likely heard the expression, you make your money when you buy real estate. Okay, you make your money when you buy real estate. You get paid when you sell it, but you make your money when you buy it. 
And what that means is you make your money by finding good deals. And you can make even more money by effectively negotiating those deals or creating good deals. And the more experience you accumulate, the wiser you're going to get, the better your deals will get. Specifically, I mean, if you can negotiate a $10,000 maintenance credit during escrow into one of your deals, that's $10,000 you don't need to go find. That's $10,000 you just created out of thin air. Now, if you can help a motivated seller achieve their goals without money, I mean, that's a whole lot of money you don't need to go find, right? I mean, you just created a whole house out of thin air. You know, in a nutshell, all of the cash in a deal, it's up for grabs. So it's up to you to get your share before you close. And you do much of that through negotiating and creative deal structuring, of which we're going to cover in great detail in many, many episodes to come. But right now, I want to focus on negotiating. It can be a very underestimated skill in this biz, meaning many investors, they just underestimate the actual cash value of the skill. I mean, most understand the intrinsic value. They know that they need to be good negotiators. But rarely do they stop to really analyze the cash value. You know, I remember several years ago. I mean, gosh, it might have even been 20 years ago, at least, probably. And I purchased an audio program on negotiating. I think it was by Roger Dawson. And I remember just before I made the purchase, I read a little promotional sticker on the cover. And it read, if the one tip on audio tape number eight doesn't alone pay for this audio program, we will refund 100% of your money. Now, I thought that was a pretty bold statement, and in fact, that statement was so bold, it, it's probably what pushed me over the edge to drop my $39.99 for that program. And that, that even seems kind of funny right now because I spend that a couple times a week on books and audiobooks and ebooks. But back then, $39.99 for an audio program, that was a price to seriously consider. Anyway, I jumped right to audio tape number eight to hear what that one thing was. And I'll share it with you as it works almost 100% of the time. In fact, I think this past weekend in Vegas was the first time that I can remember it not working. But anyway, it works like this. The next time you check into a hotel, as you're at the counter and the clerk is logging into their computer looking for your reservation, slightly lean over the counter, look to your left, look to your right, as if to be really concerned that nobody is listening, like it's a secret between you and the clerk, like this is a secret between two close friends. And here's what I want you to say. This is a really special night. Is there anything special you can do for me? That's it. Just say that. This is a really special night. Is there anything special that you can do for me? Just ask the question. You'd be surprised. No, you will be surprised because you're going to do it. You'll be surprised on what that will routinely get you. I mean, that has gotten me discounts off my room. It's gotten me free night stays. It's gotten me free dinners. It's gotten me free show tickets, all of which have individually amounted up to much more than that $39.99 that I paid for the program. That one question, it continues to pay its dividends 20 plus years later. That's what I mean by that negotiating has actual cash value. I mean, I can't even remember what else was on that negotiating audio program, but that one thing, it pays me over and over and over. It has real, tangible cash value. Now, the last time I used it before this last trip to Vegas, I was in uh, Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona, and I just went through my regular routine. This is a really special night. Is there anything special that you can do for me? And I got my room upgraded from a $129 night room, of which I got on Priceline.com for only $50 a night. Love Priceline.com, by the way. But I got that standard room upgraded to a luxury suite, and when I got to the room, there was a tray of chocolate-covered strawberries, a bottle of champagne on ice, and a note from the desk clerk telling me to enjoy my stay and to let her know if there was anything else that she could do for me. 
I mean, over a three-night stay, that one question paid out at least $700 on that trip. That one question on that trip had $700 of cash value. You know, and over the last two decades, that question has paid me no less than 20 grand. I know it's no less than 20 grand. So I ask, would that audio program have been a good investment at, say, two grand? Sure. I mean, it would have paid out 1,000% over 20 years. What investment can say that? I mean, the stock market sure can't, right? I mean, the Dow Jones closed today at 11,500 points. Guess where the Dow Jones was 10 years ago today? Yep, 11,500 points. Okay, so where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. In your real estate investing, don't underestimate or ignore the cash value on your negotiating skills. I mean, in real estate, the same type of questions that work when checking into hotels will pay you much more than two decades of room upgrades. I promise you that. So don't ignore the cash value of negotiating and your negotiating skills. You'll get to the point where you can make money with just about every question that you ask. Here's one real estate specific. Here's one that'll pay you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your real estate investing career but it'll only pay you that if you use it. And when a seller tells you how much they want for their property, for example, last month, the seller told me he wanted $200,000 for his property, of which, you know, that wasn't really a bad deal. But all I did was acknowledge his price, and then I asked him, so what's your bottom line? That's not complicated, is it? You can say that. What's your bottom line? That was all that I said in response to him asking for $200,000 for his property. And he immediately came back with, I can't take a penny less than $185,000. That one question used one time on one deal paid me $15,000. He came down in his price $15,000 just by asking the question. I didn't do anything else. I just asked. I mean, that's essentially a $15,000 tip I just gave you. And that's if you only use it once. You now own that tip free and clear. No one can ever take it away from you and you can use it as many times as you want. It can pay you over and over and over. It has real cash value. I mean, sometimes the sellers, they don't budge and, and that's okay, no big deal. I'm just saying ask. Ask because more than 50% of the time, they will concede a dollar amount, a cash value. But you have to ask to get that concession. And ask every time. It's really important that you do it every time. I mean every time. And start practicing on everything outside of real estate as well. Just get into the habit of asking. And here's where it's important. I want you to ask when you've got nothing to lose. I want you to ask when there's no pressure. I want you to ask when you don't even need the concession. Because if you wait to ask questions like that only when you need the concession, it's not going to work very well, if at all. Sellers, they can smell desperation a mile away. So practice asking those types of questions, those simple questions everywhere that you go. So when you find yourself in a position where you need that concession to make the deal work, it's going to come out very natural like you've asked it a thousand times before. Because you will have, right? And you'll find you'll get the concession a much greater percentage of the time. You'll get to the point where you can make money with just about every question that you ask. And you'll make money with every little nugget you get from the feedback and from the experience that each transaction is going to give you. You'll get better and better with time. Your skills, they'll increasingly sharpen. And you're going to come to see how we live in a society that rewards the skilled individual. So practice. That's how you develop a skill, is you practice it. And negotiating is no different. It's a skill, so practice it. Okay, so I spent some time on that because it's one place you can find the money, if not all of it. 
in your negotiating and the creativity your experience brings. And from this episode forward, that's where most of the subject matter on the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast is going to lie, either in how to find good deals or how to create good deals. So now, what if you've negotiated as much as you possibly could in a deal and you still need money? Where do you find it? Well, if you don't have it yourself and you don't know anybody that does, you'll have to refer to your buyer's list or you can call it your investor's list also as there may be some money partners there as well as buyers. But for the sake of ease, I'll just refer to that list as your buyer's list. Now, if you have a good buyer's list, you'll never have to worry about finding the money ever. Do you got that? If you have a good buyer's list, you'll never have to worry about the money ever. And so I ask you, if you never had to worry about finding the money, how many real estate deals would you do? Probably as many as you could, right? I mean, that's what I hear that stops people the most is that they don't have the money or the credit to invest in real estate. But if you have an awesome buyer's list, you don't need money or credit. So essentially, the possibilities are endless, yes? So how do you create an awesome buyer's list? It's really, really simple. And I think many of you are going to be surprised by how simple that it is. And not because there's a super secret place of where all the buyers hang out. It's just that nobody has probably ever broken it down to you like this before. And depending on how you look at it, half empty or half full, is going to likely determine how you'll proceed from here. I mean, either you're going to be very disappointed with how to build your buyer's list and you'll likely move on, continuing your search for the elusive silver bullet secret to investing in real estate, or you're going to get super excited and just start crushing it. So let me know now, are you a half empty person or a half full person? And the irony here is that this is probably the easiest part of real estate investing, yet it's the one thing that seemingly stops everybody. Okay, so first, you'll be happy to know that you don't need a giant list of buyers. Although with the strategies that I'm going to share with you, you'll easily create a big buyers list, but you don't need a big list. In fact, really, a half a dozen buyers or less is all that you're really going to need. I mean, in four to six buyers, that hardly constitutes a list, doesn't it? The buyers list, it's a big myth. Actually, let me clarify. You do need a big list if you're not good at finding and or creating good deals. That's why I focus so much on showing you how to properly find good deals and turn them into better ones. Because if you get good deals, you don't need to find the money. The money finds you. Do you get that? If you've got good deals, you don't need to find the money. The money finds you. Now, you're going to hear me say that a lot. I mean, if you find good deals, you don't need to find the money. The money finds you. You only need a big buyer's list if you're finding crummy deals or even so-so deals and you're hoping to find a sucker in your list that's going to take it off your hands. So there. Ta-da! <laughs> that's how you find the money. First, find a good deal. When you have a good deal... The money finds you every time. If it doesn't, you don't have a good deal. And if you're not finding good deals, you need to practice, drill, and rehearse the first three steps of the epic approach and pay no attention to finding the money. You're not ready for that step yet. You have no business introducing money into your real estate transactions unless you are actually finding good deals first. So what I'm saying is don't put the cart before the horse. For example, if I asked you right now to wire me $100,000 so I can go find us a deal, how many of you would jet down to the bank right now and wire me the funds? I mean, 
Nobody in their right mind would do that. If you would, don't. Sit back down. You're smarter than that. I mean, it's really pretty amazing how easily people give their money to other people to invest with nothing more than a maybe. Now, if I told you that I have a property valued at $200,000 and I have that property under contract and all I need is $100,000 to close the deal, and if you were to wire $100,000 to escrow, of which they'll record it as a first trust deed when we close on the property for your security and your comfort, I'll split the equity with you in the next seven days, of which on the very conservative side is going to net you about $30,000. That would be a 30% return on your investment in just seven days. Annualized, I have no idea what that would be. It'd be ginormous. But would you be more likely to wire me those funds? Might I actually find a few of you, if not several of you out there listening to me right now, to compete for this deal and wire me the funds? Would I really need a list of 100 buyers? Or would I even need a list of 10 buyers for that matter? Would I need 10 buyers to find $100,000? No, it would be a piece of cake to find the money for that deal. And that's what I mean. If you know how to find good deals, and if you know how to create good deals, you don't need to worry about finding the money. The money will find you. That's why I teach you how to find and create good deals first. That's what makes a good real estate investor. If you get good at finding good deals, the money finds you. Is it really that easy? Yes, <laughs> it is. Don't try to make this business more difficult than it is. I mean, it's already difficult, but don't try to make it more difficult. Don't overthink and don't overcomplicate it. Being a good real estate investor is about finding and creating good deals. It's not about putting properties under contract and looking for a sucker to bail you out. That's why so many investors just don't make it. Or even worse, they think that finding the money or the credit, that's the, they think that's the hard part. And because they think that's the hard part, they never even take the first step in finding a deal. Finding and creating the deals is the hard part, meaning that's where you'll want to focus on developing your skill, and it has nothing to do with finding the money. The greater your skill in finding good deals, the easier that the money is going to find you. It's almost counterintuitive, isn't it? And how do you develop that skill? You practice, and you practice, and you practice. Repetition, it's the mother of skill, and it's your skill that will eliminate your competition. Actually, by just dedicating a, a modicum of time to refining your skills, you'll quickly find that there isn't all that much competition out there. So, what do you practice? Well, you practice your lead generation. You gotta get good at that. You practice writing offers. You gotta get good at that. You practice your negotiating and getting your offers accepted. You gotta get good at that. When you get good at all of that, you won't have to practice finding the money. The money will find you. I say that over and over and over again, and I'm going to continue to do so because as soon as I show you how to build a big buyer's list, of which I'm going to do right now, so don't worry, I'm still going to show you how to build the big buyer's list, but as soon as I show you how to do that, you'll forget all about this. You'll forget all about find good deals and the money will find you. I mean, over the last four years or so, that has been my experience at least when people ask me for assistance. That goes in one ear and right out the other. And you know, as I'm thinking about this, I'm on so many investors' buyers lists. I mean, these investors, they call themselves wholesalers. That's where investors, they sell to other investors. But every deal they send me, it's just a few points under retail. I mean, if I were to buy their deals, most of the time, closing costs alone would put me right there at retail. They're not investors. They're not wholesalers. They are retailers. They are delusional. I mean, this is such a pet peeve of mine if you haven't been able to sense that. I mean, it does nothing but waste everybody's time. 
Don't be that investor. Those investors don't get their emails open. Those investors don't get their phone calls returned. They're wasting their time and they're wasting everybody's time that they're dealing with. My emails always get opened and I'm not bragging about that. But why do they get open? Because I've developed a reputation for finding good deals. I have respect for people's time. I mean, if you were on my email list about three weeks ago, you might remember I sent out an email looking for a buyer or a private money lender on a specific property of which I had just a few days to close or the bank was going to foreclose on that property. And I sent it out to all of my lists. I even sent it out to the, this podcast list because I needed a serious buyer with the ability to act fast and I needed them fast. I mean, I needed a buyer within really a couple of hours. And within minutes of sending out that email, I had three responses and I sold the property to the person that could close the fastest. And over the next few days, my, my phone just didn't stop ringing. Everyone wanted that deal. Why? <laughs> because it was a good deal. It was actually a great deal. I mean, the money found me in minutes and an ancillary benefit that that email created. It strengthened my reputation for finding good deals to a bunch of people that I had never sent a deal to before. I mean, do you think my next email is going to get opened? You bet. That's actually a strategy that I'm going to share with you in just a minute. My point is, I have a reputation for finding good deals. You must develop that reputation also. When you have that reputation, you are a real estate investor. And people will stand in line for miles to give you their money. Finding the money will never be a problem. Okay, so what if you're starting from scratch and you don't have one buyer in your database? No problem. We all have to start from scratch at some point. Now, with the advent of the internet, the great news is that creating a buyer's list has probably never been easier. And as with looking for motivated sellers, you can either hunt for them or you can fish for them. The same is true for looking for your buyers. And just as I don't like to hunt for sellers, I don't like to hunt for buyers either. Both work. I would just rather fish for them. The difference here, however, is if you have to hunt for your buyers, like I just mentioned, you probably don't have good deals to offer. Remember this. You are the person who has something that buyers want. Dangle the bait just like you would in a lake and just as fish end up on your hook, buyers will end up in your database. The cool thing about the internet is that you can actually automate the fishing, meaning you don't have to sit in the boat under the hot sun out on the lake all day. Personally, I'd rather be in the water jet skiing all day and when I'm done, my fish dinner is waiting for me on deck. Maybe you like sitting under the hot sun. That's 100% okay with me if that's what you like to do. But I'd rather be partaking in the activities and not just sitting under the hot sun waiting for the fish to bite. I'd rather come out of the water and have all my fish right there on the deck waiting for me. Hopefully you're getting that analogy. I took it a little far maybe. Now, before we get into the how of creating a buyer's list, let's look at the categories of typical buyers to get more perspective on, on their mindsets and how you'll fish for, I mean, how you'll market to find them. First, you have rehabbers. These are investors looking to fix and flip property for quick turn profits. Your bait is equity. Second, you have landlords. These are investors looking to buy and hold for cash flow and long-term equity growth. Your bait here is cash flow or return on investment or ROI. Third, you have wholesalers. They'll be looking to either buy or put an option on your contract to hopefully flip the paper to another buyer who's willing to pay more. Your bait here is also equity, deep equity, however. Fourth, lease option end buyers. These are people who likely can't qualify for a loan of their own, but want to be homeowners as opposed to renters. Your bait here is easy to buy. I mean, a good slogan for your marketing might be seller financing, no banks involved, everybody qualifies. That would be a good slogan. That would represent easy. And that's what I mean by easy being your bait. 
And fifth and finally, you have retail buyers. These are end buyers who most likely obtain a mortgage to purchase a property for their own housing needs, a very traditional or conventional purchase. And your bait here is going to be your curb appeal and your nice kitchens and your nice bathrooms. And you want to price that below your competitors, the comparable active listings in the area. All of that combined would be your bait. Now, by understanding each buyer's mindset, you'll be better equipped to market to their interests. Do they want quick cash, long-term wealth, tax deductions, a place to call home, whatever it may be? It could be a number of things. I mean, this makes your property evaluation important in the sense that if you know your price points for your buyers looking to flip themselves or for your buyers looking to hold for cash flow or for your buyers looking to buy their dream home, you will buy your properties right in the beginning, of which will enable you to exit your properties the quickest and easiest, resulting in quick cash. Okay, that makes sense? If you evaluate properly, knowing who your end buyer is, you're going to buy better. Remember we said earlier, you make your money when you buy. So you have good evaluation because you know who your buyer is, so you buy better. And what that does is it allows you to turn the property quicker, to exit the property the fastest, resulting in quick cash. And your quickest cash, it's going to come from your all-cash buyers. I mean, sure, you can entertain buyers of all types with all types of resources, but your business will run the easiest with all cash buyers. Personally, I love all cash buyers. I didn't used to care that much because it really never mattered to me that much whether I got cash from a buyer or the bank paid it through financing. I mean, the cash was the cash, money was the money, the dollar amount was the same. But with the current lending environment, I'm not too excited about my exit strategy being determined by some bank's guidelines or policies. So I like all cash buyers right now. I mean, cash is king is the old saying. And today it probably couldn't be any more true. You see, in a, in a volatile market like most of the country is currently experiencing, meaning there are lots of discussions going on right now, discussions and debates on whether we're at the bottom of the market or not. Are the banks going to cut loose their inventory? How is unemployment going to affect the market? What is the U.S. dollar going to do? There's lots of speculation. There's lots of uncertainty. And none of which you can control. So. Focus on the assurity of close as much as, if not more than, the price you're selling for. That's why cash buyers rock right now. Remember, a fast nickel more times than not beats a slow dime in this business, especially in these current volatile market conditions. So focus on all cash buyers. Create a special place for them in your database. And like I mentioned earlier, you don't need a bunch of them, okay? A handful of real buyers will do. And how do you know that you have a real buyer? Well, <laughs> they buy. So how do you find them? Glad you asked. Here are my two primary methods. First and foremost, I like networking. I attend networking events and I attend investing clubs. It's not the most efficient, but it is the most effective. Okay? It is not the most efficient. It takes some time, but it is the most effective. Also, I let everyone that I come in contact with know what I do. And I would recommend you do the same. And I'd also recommend that you don't tell them that you're an investor. And most people just don't know what that actually means in layman's terms. Sometimes when you tell someone you're an investor, you'll just see their eyes gloss over and they'll zone out. You don't want that. You're best served to speak in plain and simple English. And when asked what you do, I mean, you can keep it as simple as I buy and sell houses at a discount. When you say that to a real buyer, I mean, they're going to give you their information. They're going to give you their business card without you even having to ask for it. Now, my next preferred method is online marketing. Most, and when I say most, I'm speaking of probably 80 plus percent of all buyers are perusing the internet for deals. So it just makes sense to fish where the fish are, right? I mean, 80 plus percent of them, in fact. And how do you fish for them? 
Well, you're going to need a web presence, and that obviously is going to come in the form of a website. Now, there are two different types of websites that I've found to be effective in drawing in buyers to pulling them in. The first is a landing page or a squeeze page, as it's sometimes referred. And what it is, it's just a single page website designed to squeeze the visitor's information from them. And you can view an example of one of my squeeze pages at LAWholesaleRealEstate.com. And you'll notice there, it doesn't have to be that pretty. In fact, it can be downright ugly and it still works. But that page at LAWholesaleRealEstate.com, it works really well for me. And feel free to copy it. I don't promote it that much as my buyers list is big enough, meaning I have my five buyers that I take the majority of my deals to. So I don't spend a lot of time marketing for buyers anymore. And you know, once you find your top few buyers, you won't have to either. And remember, what is the secret to finding good buyers? It's finding good deals first. If you have good deals, those good buyers, they'll find you. The second type of website that's effective in drawing in buyers is a blog. Actually, you'll probably eventually need both. And you're going to want a landing page or a squeeze page to capture your buyer's information. And you're going to need the blog to showcase your deals. And as your business grows, so will your blog and so will your community of buyers. Now, setting up your landing page and blog, it can be as complicated or as simple as you want to make it. And I'm going to give you a few options. So you're going to want to get a pen and paper handy to write down some websites. But here's a warning. Here's your warning, though. Your internet presence, it's going to be an integral part of your real estate business. The warning about that is you can invest as much time in your online presence and your online marketing as you do your investing business. So be careful. Before you begin, decide which business you want to be in. I mean, do you want to be in the real estate investing business or the website design and marketing business? I mean, if you try to do both, two things are likely to happen. First, you're going to lose out on a whole lot of sleep and pretty much everything else in your life is likely going to suffer as well as you're just not going to have time for anything else. And second, you'll probably go broke and you'll probably end up quitting as these two activities can be extreme time stealers. But time stealers in a very unique way that you can easily fool yourself into thinking that you're working, of which you are, but you're just not getting paid for the work that you're doing. I mean, it's very easy inside of real estate investing and website design or internet marketing to confuse activity with productivity. Okay, so you've been warned. I'd seriously be remiss if I didn't warn you. Okay, so if you've decided that you want to be in the real estate investing business, I highly recommend you outsource or delegate all of your internet stuff. So here are some options. You can have everything completely done for you. I mean, literally, it can be turnkey. Your website, squeeze page, automated marketing, autoresponders, everything can be done for you. I mean, you could be up in a couple of hours. That's solution number one. And that simple solution can be found at epicrealestatewebsites.com. Epicrealestatewebsites.com. And that's a one-time fee of $297. And I don't know what your financial situation is right now. Maybe that's expensive. Maybe that's just a drop in the bucket. I don't know. But in hindsight, that's an absolute steal. If I would have known all of the work and the effort and the time I would have put into my internet marketing and my website, I would have opted for that every single time knowing what I know now. And that's at epicrealestatewebsites.com. And that's not, there's not any relation there to Epic Real Estate Investing. It is my domain name, however, that forwards to that actual site. And if you're wondering why I do that, it's because new websites and services, they come and go all the time. And when I stumble across something better, I can easily change the forwarding. So that's why I do that. Now, if you want the majority of the work done for you, but you still want a little input into design and functionality, I recently started using a service at blogtothemax.com, blogtothemax.com. 
And although I have total control over how my blogs appear and work, this service does the majority of that tedious setup work for me. I mean, it's pretty much my go-to place now when it's time for me to set up a new blog. And it's free for the first 30 days, and then I think it's just $9.95 a month for your hosting after that, of which you're going to have to pay regardless of which solution that you choose. There's no way of getting around the hosting. And there's some upgrades available through this service as well, but, but if you have some basic computer knowledge, you should be able to get everything you need with their basic service of $9.95 a month. And that's at blogtothemax.com. Now, there is an additional service that you're going to need to buy, and that's your database management. There are a ton of choices out there. Um, I have not tried them all. I can only let you know what I use, and that's aweber.com. It's an additional $19.95 a month. Funny, it costs more than the website itself. But it integrates seamlessly with the blogs at blogtothemax.com, and blogtothemax, they have great customer support should you get stuck. Okay, so option number three. I would recommend epicdatabase.com, sponsored by Oprius. And I mentioned this service a few episodes back with regard to marketing for motivated sellers, but the service will work just as well with marketing to buyers. In fact, my landing page at lawholesalerealestate.com was created through epicdatabase.com. And this page works great for me in capturing buyer information. And you can subscribe to their service free for the first 14 days, I think. Might be 30 days. And then just $14.95 a month thereafter. So there are three options for you. Most expensive, but the least amount of time on your part, all the way down to the least expensive, but more of a time investment on your part. And it's up to you how you proceed. I mean, we're all different. Uh, Speaking of which, if you are the control freak type, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, because in the beginning of my business, I was somewhat of a control freak. Or if you're not necessarily a control freak, but you want to learn everything there is to possibly know about internet marketing and you want to do it all yourself because, I don't know, maybe you've decided that you want to become an internet marketer now instead of a real estate investor. Or if you think you can manage both, I'm not going to stand in your way. It's up to you. You can do what you want to do. And if that's the situation for you, you can go to internetbusinessfrom internetbusinessfromatoz.com. That's where I learned everything that I know about internet business and internet marketing. It's not real estate specific, however. You will have to connect the dots with your real estate investing business, but it is a comprehensive, all-inclusive internet business education, and you can find that at internetbusinessfromatoz.com. Now, I know that's a lot of information, and it's probably not the easiest to follow along by simply listening to an audio. And right now, I am currently working on the final video offered at freerealestateinvestingcourse.com, of which I'll have visuals of everything that I just shared with you. But in the meantime, I'll go ahead and I'll list all of these resources for your convenience in the show notes if you didn't have a chance to write those down. And you can find those at uh, freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. Click on podcast and go to episode 12. So it'll be in the show notes of episode 12 at freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. Okay, so now you've got your website and your landing page up, right? Your presence on the internet is now established. So the big question now is, how do you get people to see your landing page and blog? Well, there are two ways that you can get web traffic. You can get it either for free or you can pay for it. Again, I recommend that you hire this workout to a marketing specialist, of which you can find in abundance and for relatively low cost at either elance.com or odesk.com. You can even find the right people to set up your whole web presence there too. But to get started right away, I'd place ads on free classified ad sites like uh, Craigslist, Backpage, eBay Classifieds, Oodle.com. Those are four that I use regularly. Place those ads two or three times a week on each site. Be sure to mix up your ads a bit. Don't post the same thing every single time. And those ads, they, they might say something like, cash buyers wanted for wholesale properties, 60 to 70 cents on the dollar. Click here for more information. 
and then you'll go ahead and you'll just insert a link to either your blog or your landing page. And if you do that for a month or so, regularly two to three times a week per site, you'll have your buyers list. And when you get that next deal, all you have to do is send out an email with the deal's details. And if it's a good deal, you'll know right away. And if it's not a good deal, you'll know right away as well. Now, in the very beginning, I'd recommend doing something like this. I touched on it briefly a little earlier. This strategy is going to bring you real buyers right to the surface, and it's going to bring them to you fast. So once you find that first sweet deal, offer it on those classified ad sites I mentioned, and then blast it out to your list as well. Promote that property like there's no tomorrow, and promote it at your cost, or at just a slight, and I mean a very slight markup. Yep, no profit for you on this one. Why? Because when you advertise that property to every investor and potential property buyer on the planet, you will quickly stand out from all the others in the crowd trying to be quote-unquote wholesalers. You're going to get a ton of traction for your future deals from sacrificing your profits on the first one. I mean, it's pretty amazing how long your list is going to remember the one that got away and, and how they'll open your emails with great anticipation looking for the next super deal. Now, obviously, you still have to find good deals to send to your buyer's list. But because of that first deal that you sent out, your future deals will get much greater consideration from your list. And if you want, it probably wouldn't be bad practice to sacrifice some profit every now and then like I did on that example last month that I just shared with you. Do that every once in a while to keep your buyer's list hot. Do that along with everything else that I've covered today and you'll never have to worry about finding the money for your real estate transactions again. So that's it. The C of our epic approach. Come in with the cash and close. All right, so these first 12 episodes of the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast, I've dubbed them the Fast Start Series as they'll walk you through a real estate transaction step by step. I mean, it's the foundation for your real estate investing business. Adhere to these first 12 episodes and you'll build your business on solid rock. Stray away and chase every shiny silver bullet strategy or gimmick that passes your nose and you'll be building your business on sand. You don't want to do that. From this point forward, the show is going to be primarily dedicated to building on that rock-solid foundation. It's going to be dedicated to you becoming an expert real estate investor, and one that is never at a loss for motivated seller leads, one that knows how to find and create good deals, one that knows how to take good deals and turn them into great ones, one that knows the difference of working in their business and working on their business. One that owns and controls a business that works with or without your presence. And one that has total control over their financial future. Now in just a few weeks, I'm going to be launching the Epic Pro Academy, of which we'll go very deep into this. The Epic Pro Academy is going to show you how to create long-lasting wealth through real estate for you and your loved ones so that you can experience true freedom while you're still young enough to enjoy it. That's very much the theme of this show, and that's so important. I mean, at least to me it is. I mean, you know your situation better than I do. But what I mean is, who wants to trade five days a week for Saturday and Sunday, week in and week out? And who wants to trade, you know, 40 or 50 years of the best years of their lives running in the rat race just to enjoy the last 10 to 20 years of life? I mean, that's insane to me. Total insanity. And so often we hear, get rich quick is a scam. And oftentimes I suppose it can be, but sheesh, <laughs> that get rich slow plan doesn't seem too smart either. So get rich quick in the context that I'll be using it in the Epic Pro Academy, it's relative. It's not going to happen overnight. I promise you that. That's not what I mean by quick. But with a commitment on your part, how does three to five years sound? I mean, even if you half-stepped your way through, how would 10 years sound? 10 years to financial freedom. Now, to me, 
that's a whole lot better than that 40 to 50 year plan. And quite honestly, a whole lot more rational, a whole lot more predictable, and a whole lot more controllable. That's what the Epic Pro Academy is going to make available to all that decide to participate. And in my opinion, that 10-year plan, that's your worst case scenario. I mean, I'm almost done and I'm on about year four. And I actually really sort of goofed off in my first year. I learned a lot by goofing off though. But I do regret not taking my real estate investing more seriously in the beginning. I wish I would have taken my education a little more seriously. And I wish I would have listened a little bit more to the people that had been there before me. There's no doubt in my mind that I would have cut my journey to financial freedom in half. Anyway, if you've already accessed your free real estate investing course, How to Do Deals, No Money Required at freerealestateinvestingcourse.com, if you already got that, there's really nothing else for you to do. You'll be notified via email of the Epic Pro Academy's launch. Now, if you have not accessed your free real estate investing course yet, you can go right now to epicproacademy.com to get on the advanced notice list. I will initially be opening Epic Pro Academy up to a limited number of people at a very low introductory price. I'm committed to making EpicProAcademy.com the most practical and effective real estate investing education and life-liberating system available. And I may solicit the early members for their feedback to help me make it the best. And to show my appreciation for their participation, I will be offering a low, I mean a very low, introductory price to the Epic Pro Academy's first members. So if that's of interest to you, if you want to be involved right in the beginning, be on the lookout for that email notification of its launch so you can be one of the first members. Okay? So that's it for today. And until next time, as a very wise person once said, think slow, act fast. To your success, I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. Thank you for spending this time with Matt Terrio and the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast. When you have a moment, stop by iTunes to leave your comments and let us know what you think of the show. And if you haven't done so already, get started investing today by visiting freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. To access Matt's free course, How to Do Deals, No Money Required. No money required. Until next time. Next time. To your success. To your success. To your success.